Here we are. No, so what I'm saying is... Yeah, I can't even do that now. I don't know if I can do it. It's like that Mariah no, Carey stop note. Stop trying to do it. One time my friend Sunitha was doing karaoke and, uh, and like she was doing that song, that Mariah Carey song. Yeah. And she just like, Jesus took the wheel on it and she hit that note with such force. <gasps> That's and you beautiful. could see it on her face that she was, she was shocked. <laughs> yes. It was a beautiful That's moment. So beautiful. Hi, Sunita. I'll never forget oh, that. Oh, God. Well, I mean, I told you, and I'll tell our listeners now, that a couple weeks ago I <clears throat> took acid for the first time, and the result was around eight hours of talking about how much I love Kesha nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> if ever your like best friend texts you a picture of just their tongue, with an acid tab on it. Yeah. And then they're so far away that you can't get to them mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that they're okay. Yep. Don't worry. I've been there. It's fine. And they're going to be fine. What happened was, what had happened was, I love Kesha and it all came to light in this one eight hour period. <laughs> and I just love her so much. And I didn't really realize before this day. Um, but my love is true, and I care about her, and I just want to make sure she's okay. I also tweeted at her a minimum of three times that day, and I am shocked that I could tweet because I remember yelling, I can't see. I've seen so. videos of you experiencing this, and um, I was doing that laugh where you're like, <laughs> Yeah, and you're also like on your back. You're laying down. You I was can't looking move at the body. ceiling, and I was like, it's a beautiful dreamscape. Mm-hmm. Also for a... A brief period of time, you're wearing a rainbow towel over your head as a ghost. Ooh, more than a brief period of time, girl. I tried to spook both of my parents wearing it as a shroud, <laughs> and I've never seen them laugh so hard. And then... Um, Just uh, so you guys... We don't, I guess, like... What's our stance on drugs? Do them. <laughs> okay. Try them. But, like, but don't do, like, the bad ones like the heroin yeah. and the meths yeah no 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 no, no. never ever do that don't do the just, crocodile just benzos hallucinogens no, i'm not sure about benzos maybe even. some okay all right i well, think a mushroom in moderation is okay. in moderation i think a mushrooms i think if somebody likes to smoke a little bit of the fancy cigarettes it's okay you know i have my medical marijuana card in connecticut i do know that as well you should. Thank you. Not only, I mean, you got some lotion, you've got some... I've got it all. I've like got some Listerine lotion, I've got strips. some tinctures, I've got some breath strips. It's great. I've got it all. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was my first time doing it, and I was not prepared, and I really <laughs> went to town, and I but didn't were come back from town for like nine hours, and at the end I said, it's been 700 years. Yeah. That's because like when I tested myself. Like years. I'm the drunkest girl in the world. You were to the remind girl myself in the world. that. Yeah. Um, but two days ago. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> um, I I will say like, Kesha's great. She's I care amazing. About her. I hope she's okay, guys. Have you even listened to the her singles? Oh, she sounds so praying good. woman. She's free. What's she's that third free. one that you just showed me? Learn to let go. Learn to let she's go. Free. She's free. She's free. She's I love free. Her. She's fancy free. Oh, oh, Kesha. If you are listening, Kesha, I, you're not listening. Seabird. I love you, but we love you. I know she's we not care listening. About you. I did tweet at her three times that. Do one you day. feel like Kesha <laughs> believes in ghosts? Yeah, for sure. I think so too. She's got to. Of course. Yeah. She's on our way of length. Who do you think? Oh, guys, we also got, now that we're on celebrities, you guys know about the, the Low <gasps> Files? Low Files, y'all. Rob Robert Lowe. Rob Low. Low. I didn't know. Noted Rob. hunk. Rob. I had Superstar. no idea. I had no idea we had this in common and that we're so mean. I know. Well, you know what? I haven't seen the trailer, full disclosure. I, I do believe that there are two low sons in it. Yes. And I also do believe that one of each of those is our betrothed. So yeah, yeah. at some point we will, will be wedded into the fam. In like a brief, like I guess a, a look-see into the yeah. show. They both have girlfriends. But whatever. It's never stopped me before. Yeah, don't worry about it. Also, um, right before we started recording... Uh, somebody for oh, my yeah. birthday gave me like a Venetian mask a la Eyes Wide Shut. Like a um, masquerade mask. Yeah, with like cat ears. And it was hanging up on the corner of my TV. And right before we started recording, it like untied itself and slid off the TV. And I'm yep. very afraid. 
But we did ask a ghost if if this was your doing, do it again. And nothing, nothing so far. Whew. It may be waiting for Not a shining wood. moment during the pod. But Ugh, stop. We'll I see. I mean, if that is the case, you are sleeping big spooning me tonight. That's fine. Just so you know. I thought you liked to be big spoon. Yeah, I know. But when I'm very afraid, I don't. All right. <laughs> I've Unless actually, it's a ghost being the big spoon, and then I'm like, no, 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 switch. Sure, sure. I got really, I almost, I'm really proud of myself. I almost had one of those nights where I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. But I've developed, like, a system to get me. I have two, actually. Tell me get yours, me normal. and then I'll tell you mine. Mine is adopting a spirit of irreverence and being like, come at me, fuck it. And then being like, I knew they wouldn't. And then just Wait, fall asleep. Wait, what? That's way wilder yeah. than mine. I do like this thing where I'm like, I'm going to turn my back to the door. I'm going to turn my back to the closet. I'm going to intentionally not open my eyes. And I'm going to think about scary things. That's so bold. I'm just going all the way for it, especially since I got in this state because... Um, one of my favorite podcasts, last podcast on the left, hey guys. is doing, yeah, we don't know you, but I love God, you. do I love you. Um, they're doing a two-parter on the Enfield Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. By the yeah, time listen, this comes out, yeah. probably it'll be complete, but they do a great job. That Marcus so Parks, man. I love them all. Marcus, I truly do love you. Ben, and I would Henry, love to talk Marcus, to you. I love you guys. Yeah, it's really good. If you guys haven't listened to I it, listened to part please one give it a look. Yeah, it's great. There's also a really great new lore podcast out. Um, oh, I didn't hear about it yet. tricksters, and something we already talked about is on it. Pukas. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, I love them. Pukas. Yep. Oh well, my strategy in the nighttime is way lamer and more basic. Um, but like, okay, so you know, in more <laughs> basic, <laughs> it's because this is my stance. Only it's like I wear Uggs. I drink yeah, a latte. I, I order a latte. I go on <laughs> Tinder. Like I yeah. go on Twitter. I go on mm-hmm. Facebook. I, I go wear on an my apps. Like I, <laughs> I put on a record. No, 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 no. <laughs> JK to all of it. Here's what I do because I've been watching Twin Peaks. I start so I watched Firewalk with me and then I started the series over from it's the beginning. So good. So you know how Laura there's that weird time where she's like singing with James? Yes. So at some point during like the picnic? I think so. Yeah. At some point a phrase comes into play which is nighttime is my time. And <gasps> so at night and also um Fucking Sky Ferreira wrote a song based on Twin Peaks. It's called Nighttime is My Time. Oh, my God. So it's, like, based on that line from Twin Peaks. So when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, just pretend you're, like, in a weird Twin Peaks situation where you're like, okay, now it's 3 a.m. and I'm going to get up and do my stuff. Yeah, roll reversal, I'm in charge now. Yeah, it's like, okay, 3 a.m. is when I wake up and I go to One-Eyed Jack's and I do all the stuff that I like. And then, like, I go back to bed at 7 a.m. and then I wake up at 8 and go to school. Robin, I feel like that's exactly, I feel like our two methods are, like, kindred to each other. Yeah. That I'm like, this is my world. And you're like, this is also my world. Well, yeah, when I wake up in the night... Like, I'll say, like, nighttime is my time. But then I mean, I'll be like, I'll be like, and my time means like pulling this like fuzzy blanket right <laughs> up to my fat little chinny chin chin yep. and tucking myself into bed and like, and <laughs> just like looking at Twitter yeah. on my phone for 20 minutes before I pass back out. Yeah. But it works because I'm like, nighttime is my time and it's my time to like be myself. Yeah. And just like lie to myself. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly correct. If anybody emails me, and letting me know what that quote is from. It's from the Goonies. Oh, Robin! <laughs> I was going to create an amazing pod contest. Sorry. We don't have anything to give away. Actually, that's not true. We have awesome stickers that we forgot oh, to give Tanny. Oh, we Tanny. do have wonderful stickers. We oh, have really, fuck. really, really we cool stickers. We did forget to give them to <laughs> It's okay. Like, right. I'll see him well, again Well, guys, someday. email us. We'll just... We'll send you one, I guess. I don't care. Yeah, if you email it, honestly, I'm really... Just um, email us your address. That's the spiritpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, email us because we got stickers to, to give you. Mm-hmm. We've got logos to send you. You're going to love them. I mean, Maybe. I don't even really care if you hate them, but just <laughs> you're going to get them. You're going to get them. You're going to get them. Whew. Yeah. Guys, it's been a long night i'm still in twin peaks i'm still thinking about it the return I, it's almost all i think about he looks great 
Oh, God, he looks so good. He looks great. Naomi has never looked better. What she is doing with this text is unfucking believable. <sighs> and I will say Laura Dern is a powerhouse. I am in love with Did you ever see um Enlightened? Oh fuck. Was no. it? No. It was Enlightened? S- yeah. Was it Enlightened? Oh god, it's so good. I didn't see it. It is so good. Yeah. It's so good and I'm so mad. She was so she and her dad were right. on an episode of Inside the Actor Studio which for those of you that don't know, I went, went to, to the actor studio, the actor studio drama school for my masters. You did. I went to all of those tapings. I am a you graduated nerd and a nerd, and uh, I did graduate. And great job. She was on one, and I I just love her. I immediately she's a master of her craft. She's a master of her craft, guys. We got some really good shit. This is that's the spirit. Oh. <laughs> We have this new thing of just not introducing. We didn't the do it. We didn't do it. But this I'm is Steph. I'm Robin. Welcome. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what I've been meaning to talk about that we never actually get around to? Hey, what is it? Our opening music. Oh, that's correct. Um, it is a spooky tune. It's a spooky tune that I grew up with called "The Ghost of John," and I recorded a snippet of it on the Garage Band. And converted it into ye old harpsichord. Space harpsichord. Oh, yeah. Squeeze me. Space harpsichord. And um, it goes like so Have you heard the ghost of John? Long white bones with the rest all, no skin all gone. Ooh. Wouldn't it be chilly with. No skin on. And that was so my favorite scary, song. Y'all. Yep, you could do it in a round. Haunting. Another really good one is The Worms Crawling. The Worms Oh, yeah, crawling. I know that one. I didn't know The Ghost of John until you told me about it. Oh, girl, I'm excited for what we're going to be talking about. We've gone it down. It is one of my uh, favorites. A road oft traveled. We're going to be talking about some creepity, crawly, Spooky, ooky, urban legends. That's right. You may have heard a bunch of them before because Mm -hmm. urban legends are usually passed down through oral tradition. Correct. They're in the form of like a friend of a friend. Yeah, my friend. No, this happened to my friend's friend. Yeah. This happened to my friend's sister. There's that one in New York City that happens a lot, which is like, I was on the train late at night and there were two men. Oh, the dead body. And there was a woman Mm -hmm. between them looking at me. Yeah, and they're like... People will swear up and down, like, no, but that did actually happen to my friend's, like, sorority sister. And it's like, yeah, it happened to all of our friends' friends. So. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Or maybe no. it did, but to nobody that any of us know. Rigor mortis would set in way too immediate. <laughs> okay, that story's like a special case. But I definitely heard it in college as being, like, a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. So it was hard for me, at least, to find, like, urban legends rooted in an actual scary haunting mythology like bloody mary for example yeah it is it does have its roots in mary queen of scots Mm -hmm. but the tale is like you know she oversaw a lot of beheadings there's no ghostly tie other than people thought that was scary yeah um you know there are some of them like i know there's a town where there is supposedly an orphanage and the child the, the children push your car off the train tracks if you leave it on the tracks, like, <gasps> things like that. But there's no proof of it happening. So I went wow. with a classic <gasps> that's near and dear to my heart. Tell me. This is one my dad used to tell me as a wee lass. It's more of a rural legend than an urban legend. But it is the Wendigo. Fuck. Yes. Fwam, 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 fwam. Um, fwam, fwam. Yeah, my dad used to tell me stories about this um, growing up, especially when we would be snowed in in of like course. a cabin in Vermont. Yeah. Like, so that's just, where I'm Just quickly and from. fast, my dad's tale was the axe man that lived in our in our woods. Oh, perfect. Great. Also, I will say, just in case I get murdered by the time this podcast comes out. What? Our neighbors have been shooting guns at the same time every night. 9.30 p.m., we'll hear just gunshots. 
the first time it happened, I thought that they were maybe emptying out a gun, which is actually <laughs> illegal. Are you sure it's not leftover Fourth of July fireworks? That's what the police said when we called them the eighth time it happened. <laughs> and they were like, it's fireworks. And I was like, no, it's happening right next to our house. Maybe they, they probably just have a target time set every up. night and they're just doing it. I guess that's Or I mean, maybe they're shooting at deer to, because dusk time is when deer come out. You need a permit to do that. But anyway. Yeah. Wendigos. Same. All right. So mm, for the uninitiated to Wendigos or Windigo, it's spelled differently depending on where you're, you know, what your source is. So it's W-E-N-D-I-G-O or W-I-N-D-I-G-O. Correct. Yeah. So according to Algonquin folklore, as you know, in the Northeast, there's a lot of Algonquin Mm -hmm. history. Uh, The Wendigo is a cannibal monster or evil spirit native to the northern forests of the Atlantic coast and Great Lakes region. So been sighted, and there are stories both in Canada and the U.S. He's famous. The Wendigo may appear as a monster with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has been possessed by a human being and made them become monstrous. But typically... It's represented as, like, a gaunt, like, skin falling off, like, no lips, like, black fingertips, uh, black tip of the nose, like, no hair, like, decrepit, frozen ice zombie monster. Grossest part about that is no lips. I know. No, that was noted multiple times in descriptions, no lips. Yeah. It's historically associated with cannibalism, of Uh. course. That's its number one thing. But also murder, insatiable greed, a.k.a. like leading to cannibalism, and cultural taboos against such behavior, which like, you know, is open to interpretation. But the main thing is cannibalism. Um, It's always described to me as a child from my dad, hey dad, as emerging during snowstorms, luring people outside to their deaths. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia says, quote, although descriptions can vary somewhat common to all these cultures, meaning all the indigenous tribes that would describe it in different ways, um, the view that the Wendigo is a malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being. They were strongly associated with the winter, the north, and coldness, as well as with famine and starvation. They're like the whites. They are like the white walkers, except they'll eat you in addition to everything else. They want to eat you. Um, This is Algonquin. Yeah, Algonquin. Um, so a teacher and scholar from Ontario, from one of the tribes that believes in the Wendigo, said, uh, quote, the Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation, emaciation, its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion, the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. Oh. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. Oh. What lips it had, probably oh. barely any, were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh. Oh, man. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. How do you, what prompts a Wendigo? Well, I mean, I will tell you what. You can become a Wendigo yourself if you want. Give me the steps. All right. So if you want to become a Wendigo, you got to be lured out into the woods. Oh, no. I can't just be like, I summon me to be possessed by... I, I like want this to happen and then it, it, it occurs. No. It's Although like a ritual. There, there is such a thing documented called Wendigo psychosis. Oh my god. People have been experiencing it for hundreds of years. And it happens when somebody's possessed by the <gasps> spirit of a Wendigo. Oh my which god. Which can happen to anyone. Here's a 1661 description wow. of somebody with Wendigo psychosis. Wow. Quote, what caused us greater concern was the intelligence that met us upon entering the lake, namely that the men... deputed by our uh, conductor for the purpose of summoning the nations to the North Sea and then assigning them a rendezvous where they were to await our coming had met their deaths the previous winter in a very strange manner. That sentence didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but this one. I gotcha. These poor men 
were seized with an ailment unknown to us, but not very unusual among the people we were seeking. They were afflicted, afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but have a combination of all these species of disease, which affects their imaginations and causes them a more than canine hunger. Oh, man. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even upon men like veritable werewolves and devour them voraciously without being able to appease or glut their appetite. Oh, my God. Ever seeking fresh prey. And the more greedily, the more they eat. This ailment attacked our deputies, and as death is the sole remedy among those simple people for checking such acts of murder, they were slain in order to stay the courses of their madness. Oh my god. So, I mean, obviously it could have been something besides Wendigo psychosis. However, it like was... Like a mad cow? Yeah, it could have been an, any number of, like, brain disorders. Let me just say, ever seeking fresh prey... Sure. ...is a gorgeous sounding phrase and also... It's beautiful. ...relates... I mean, it, it, st- it sticks with me. Yeah. But ever like, seeking fresh prey. I mean, a main thing about it and how I'm pretty sure, from what I found, how Wendigos were created... Yeah. Instead of being born, people would be lured out, uh, like, to them and then take on their traits. So the cry of the Wendigo would carry over the whistling winter winds. How's it sound? Do we know? Wendigo. (gasps) The word Wendigo. I don't know. That's what my dad used to say, but I don't know if that's true. He's a good source. He is. Um, It would, like, carry out over the whistling winter wind and lure people outside um, and they would get lost and disoriented and take on the traits of the Wendigo, the cannibalistic traits. Wow. So it's almost like you're under a spell in a way. Yeah, you're under a thrall. And all you can do is, like, eat your friends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He's I love the physical as, description, too. I know. It's like a decrepit werewolf man. With almost no like looking like it's starving. <laughs> Yeah. Well. Oh no! In all of the drawings as well, there you can see all of the bones. Like it's starving to death. Like no amount of cannibalism will wow. satiate it. Terrifying. Yeah. It's always described as a cannibal. Sometimes it's described as a giant. Sometimes as a shapeshifter. I wonder if this was made to kind of explain away at any time, like maybe psychotic cannibalism, like or desperation cannibalism, like right. Starvation That's what I mean. Like yeah. you are so far gone that you're like. The only thing I can do is eat this person. Right. Or I'm so fucking or hungry. Or I'm going to die. Yeah. That I need to eat this person. Right. Or I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mentally ill and I'm eating someone now. Yeah. Or I become mentally ill from starving to death. Yeah. So wow. I'm going to attack this person. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, like, reports of this, of, of uh, Wendigo psychosis happened throughout the 1800s up through the 1900s. Um, A couple times in the past 100 years, though, cases have seriously fallen off since indigenous people have gotten in contact with the Western world. So there is something to be said for, like, maybe being able to use a radio to call somebody will prevent you from totally losing your mind and, Hmm. and feeling like you need to eat someone. You know, if anybody's yeah. ever seen The Shining, my favorite film, like, if you were alone, stranded, and you're desperate, like, you might start feeling like you're insane. Or it's when you have no, I guess, contact. Or, okay, so yeah. you may, maybe being isolated, isolated on its own makes you um, go crazy, but also, does it make you more of a target? For when maybe and because spirits and if evil you're shit. already paranoid and you hear the tale my dad used to tell me involved like an ever increasing slowly gaining on you presence where like it night would fall and you'd hear like the whisper of like across oh, the wind whoa. and you'd be like no 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 ignore it and then the next night it would be a little closer and then the final night it would be right outside your door and you would feel drawn to it to the point where you had to go outside. That reminds me a lot of vampires. Yeah. I mean, except, like, there's no chance that you will be 
given eternal life. Like, you're just no. either going to get eaten or you're going to eat someone. But either yeah. way, you're fucked. But and I feel like if you're a Wendigo, if you eventually transform into this gaunt figure with black nose and hands and no lips, like, yeah. you don't even need to That's bother true. to die. You're already pretty bad. You want to hear off. another description of one? Please. Another historian, actual historian, described them as, quote, it was a large creature as tall as a tree. Oh. Trees are all different heights, by yeah, the way. Yeah, true. Uh, with a lipless mouth <gasps> and jagged teeth. Its breath was a strange hiss, its footprints full of blood, and it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory, and those were the lucky ones. Oh my god. Sometimes the Wendigo chose to possess a person instead, and then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those he had once loved and <gasps> feasting upon their flesh. Oh my god. Robin, I'm sorry if I, I eat you. I mean, me too, dude. Sometimes they're described as being made of ice. Sometimes they're described as having, like, where their heart should be. There's, like, a, a human in there, like, curled up into a ball shape. Like a stone baby. Yeah, like, there's just... <laughs> Not at all like a stone baby, but yeah. Sort of, though. I I mean, that's another day. We'll talk about it, a stone that baby. That is honest to God, guys. I'm don't Google not going to get into it because don't, it is an entire, like, four-part episode of this podcast. <laughs> That we need we to dive into. We cannot get into stone We can't. Right it'll, now. It'll, it'll involve tears. I'll be up all night. It won't be okay. No. You'll, there's some Google mm-hmm. image searching. Mm-hmm. Anyway, reports vary. The basics are it's a cannibal, it's giant, it comes to you in the winter, it lures you outside. Mainly Northeast America? Uh, yeah, dude. Actually, we can go there because they're still reporting sightings <gasps> in northern Ontario near. The Cave of the Wendigo, which is a real place. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Kenora, Ontario, in Canada, has been given the title of Wendigo Capital of the World. Oh, no. we can go there if you want to rent a winter cabin. That's fine, but (laughs) I gotta bring... country skiing. I gotta bring my neighbor that won't stop shooting guns off because we need some protection. I wish you would because, you know what... It's, I can't imagine something more scary than hearing, Wendigo! Wendigo! Out far also, across like, a wintry field at night. Just in imagine a it. covered field. Pronounced through lipless mouths. Yeah. Wendigo! Sharp teeth. Wendigo! Anyway, so. Um, that's a good That's a good one. guy to think about during the, the like, dregs of winter when you're like, oh, I'm so mm-hmm. and I'm so cozy. And you're like, don't you fucking think for a second yeah. you're safe because a Wendigo is out there yep. waiting to fucking make you into a cannibal. There's so many good winter ones. Abominable Snowman, Yetis. We're going to have a whole thing on it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't even worry, guys. Your winter monsters, we're going to talk about that. I can't stop talking about monsters. Monsters. I'm doing um a couple. I'm doing like a summer creature feature <laughs> marathon for myself. <laughs> Like a swamp thing. Uh-huh. The old classics. Pumpkinhead's a really good one. Oh, that is a good one. God, it's like really funny and really scary. If you have any monster movies, you can email them to us to watch. They're all good. Also, Candyman. we should also probably say that if you like movies, you should listen to our friend Mike's podcast. Oh, yeah. It's really good. I believe it's called You Gotta Watch. Mm-hmm. It's called You Gotta mm-hmm. Watch. And he talks about movies. Yeah. And he's great at it. Yeah. Amazing. He goes chronologically, starting at, I think, the advent of movies as Yeah. A- He's a movie scholar. Yeah. He's really, really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I can't stop thinking about lips and how this one doesn't have any. Sorry, dude. Did it eat its own? I think it'll eat literally anything. I think it ate, it ate its own. I think it'll eat anything, especially if you become one and you'll eat your loved ones, then yeah, it'll eat its own. It's the nearest thing to your mouth, so yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, what I want to do one day, I'm not going to do it today, okay. is a skinwalker. <gasps> you know that we're going to have to have at least a full episode about yeah. that because they terrify me more than any other ghost or creature. A skinwalker is honestly... I don't even like hearing the name. Because it scares me so much. And also, if you want to become one or you do become one, you've you've sold your soul. You've become evil. It's the it's the it's so much worse than that. Antithesis of goodness. It's so much worse than that. And you intend 
horrific deeds. Yeah. You want them desperately. You are doing terrible things. I'm not going to. No, we got to stop. Making. Yeah. We can't. Your whole existence is making people afraid and upset. Yeah. Oh, I'm so scared of them. Okay. okay no, no, no. Talk. They're not here. Okay. Don't worry about it. I don't know that um, Venetian mask is like still looking at me from my desk where it fell down earlier. For the record. I'm not hanging it back up. No, 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 no. Somebody wants that there. We can't move that. I'm scared. So I have one that I want to do, and then if it's too short, I'll do a, a second. But this one, um, when we decided we were going to do Urban Legends, mm-hmm. I texted Tommy. And I was like, oh, man, uh, tell me a good one. And he was yeah. like, you got to do this one. Immediately, no pause. This was his suggestion. And I hope I'm pronouncing it right, but I know I'm not. It's a Kuchisaki Ona. That sounds right to me. Kuchisaki Ona. And it is a Japanese urban legend. The best. And I'll tell you about her. Robin, I'm going to describe it. Then I'm going to ask you to Google image search this. Okay, I'm ready. Kuchisaka Ona translates to slit-mouthed woman. (gasps) No. So she appears in Japanese ghost stories dating back to the Edo period. I'm not sure when that is. Mm-hmm. Um, the legend had it has it she's a, a woman who was mutilated by her husband or lover, and she comes back as a malicious spirit. Um, I mean, there's been sightings of her for years and years and years, um, but a lot of them are from the Nagasaki prefecture around, like, the 70s. Mm-hmm. Throughout Japan... Causing panic and terror oh, towns across the nation. Um, there's also a lot of reportings of her at schools. Ooh. Chasing children. <gasps> no. Mm-hmm. For this reason, no. a lot of schools um, have children go home in groups. That's like, they fully believe that this is happening. Uh-uh. Or escorted by teachers for safety. I don't like it. Or there's, like, an increased police presence near schools at when they're I don't like getting that. out. Yep. Recent sightings... Um, have been in South Korea as soon as 2004. <sighs> and a lot of the time, she's shown as wearing a red mask or a surgical mask. Don't look her up yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, frequently seen chasing children. So, a surgical masked woman. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2007, a coroner found some old records from the 70s about a woman who was chasing little children who was wearing a mask. Upsetting. And she was hit by a car and died shortly after. Her mouth was ripped ear to ear in the accident. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. A lot of stories also, like, her origin is that she was in a mental asylum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But commonly, she's described as being somebody who was um, married and then had an affair and with, uh, with a samurai. Ooh. Another samurai. I gotta say, women are always villainized in affairs. I know. What the fuck? Like, you don't hear about any men who are like, I had an affair and became a ghost. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to search for one. It's going to be... I will be hard-pressed to find one, I'm sure. So this samurai that she cheated on used a sword to cut her mouth from ear to ear. Oh. And then was like, who will think you're beautiful now? Oh, God. Yeah. Well, she should be lucky to be alive after getting cut like that. Anyway, I guess well, that's not the point, but... In legend, she covers her mouth with a fan or scarf or mask of okay. some kind. And I want you to look her up now. Google search that shit, man. I don't like it. It's bad. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. That's really fucked. The eyes. I don't like it. I'm maxing out. I can't. I didn't even. Honestly, I wasn't able to do as much research as I usually do on her because of how scared I am of her. Oh, that's really scary. And when I asked Tommy. When I Googled it, innocently, because yeah. it's in fucking Japanese and I don't know that it's translated to slit mouth woman, I was like, Tommy, why did you do this to me? This, this has to be your worst fear. Right. And he was like, it is. <laughs> it's my worst fear. I want to, side note, uh, sorry, everybody can't see this, but one of my favorite authors and illustrators, Junji Ito, um, is a master of Japanese like body horror gorgeous and like a much of his work is like horrifying bodily related things like gorgeous lots of bugs woman. too it's really great yep 
it's all really good. Anyway, continue. Yeah, that's beautiful. So yeah, uh, you can Google that. You're on your own, and uh, yeah, look it up at your discretion. Ooh, Robin just showed me a full color portrait mm-hmm. of a of a bug girl. It's great. Yeah, it's something. Um, so this woman comes up to you, and she's wearing a fan or a mask of some kind. The urban legend has it, and she asks you, "Am I pretty?" Oh. And if you answer yes, she'll remove her mask and ask you again in a girly voice. That's what this says. Am I pretty? And if you answer yes or scream or react in horror at all, she will slash you. Wait, even if you say yes? If you say yes, because her logic is if you think she's pretty, you'd you'd want to look like her too. So what are you supposed to do? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. So basically, she'll slash you ear to ear if you say yes or scream Mm -hmm. so that you resemble her. If you say no, she'll walk away only to follow you home and kill you in a worse way later. Oh, okay. So So much worse. I feel like just say yes and then like find a really top-notch plastic surgeon. There are ways to trick her, though. Oh. Yeah, to avoid this fate... Several people, I guess this is something that's shared amongst others, you can confuse her mm-hmm. by answering her in like a, riddle. a strange riddle way or apparently by throwing money or candy at her. Oh, that's also how you can get me to leave you alone. That's how to distract me as well, yes. Um, or buying themselves time by creating a diversion and running away and losing <laughs> her. But usually if you just try to run away... yeah. She will just appear right in front of you wherever you are. You know, I'm sorry to sidebar once again, but my dad tried to, he didn't try to patent, but like he came up with a thing that he called a throw and go, which is like, (laughs) if you're being attacked, his idea was like, keep a stack of money with you so that you could throw it in a direction away from you to distract the person and then run away. Wow. And he called the stack of like $1 bills a throw and go. Throw and go. Patent it. Yep, so that's what you got to do with this. That's incredible. Thing. Your dad should also patent the greatest invention in the world, which is a, a, pre, a pre-rolled yeah. up sock. It's a sock crinkled up for your foot to go in. Ready to put your foot inside. Yeah, that's a great invention. Yep. Um, I will say that I had a stage combat teacher named Ted in undergrad who told me about a time that he was uh, mugged, and he's a master of swords, and Ooh. he even froze. Yeah. So he told me what to do, and it's take a pen. I prefer an RSVP fine point, Penta, RSVP fine point. Take the cap off, hold it in your hand, and if anybody approaches you to hurt you, stab them in the neck with it. I don't think I don't think anybody can react quickly enough to do either of those things. I think I could. I don't think you'll have the wherewithal if I have a pen at the ready. Seconds if you're if you walk around twenty four hours a day holding no, a pen, only way only in such in scenarios when I'm like I'm somewhere that I don't know where I am and I'm by myself at night. Okay, in this case, buy buy pepper spray. I have it. <laughs> I have that as well. Grab the pepper spray before the pen. I mean, I've got both usually. <laughs> okay. Can't ever be too safe. I guess you're right, but if it comes to down fair, to stabbing have... somebody with a pen, like, I'm just going to use a knife. Like, if I'm carrying a pen waiting to use it as a knife, I'll just buy a knife. I think the thing is, like, traveling with a knife is a little difficult. Also... Yeah, but you can't bank on a pen as a weapon. Can't you? No. <laughs> have you ever felt the tip of an RCP fine point? What if it breaks? Do Very you... sharp knife. I mean, I think... I think just... Just try, just just either carry, like, some kind of actual weapon mm. or pepper spray. I carry a lot of, like, bare pepper spray for when I'm hiking and stuff, just in case. Yeah. I will also say that if ever I'm attacked by a cougar, I know what to do. My plan is, also, we don't live in a place with cougars, but I've thought about this Well, I wish you would tell me, because I need to know. Okay. I, I mean, I can't say that this is exactly, uh, that, that this is what people think you should do, but this is what I'm going to do. Tell me. My plan, if I'm attacked by a cougar, is that since, unlike some bears, they can run down. There are some bears that will want to eat you, but most don't. A cougar does want to eat you. In case a cougar attacks me, what I'm going to do is 
shove my entire fist inside its and mouth. arm all the way deep inside its <laughs> mouth. So disgusting. Shoulder deep. Shoulder deep. I'm gonna choke it. So gross. choke the cougar. What are you gonna grab onto? Hang on to the tongue end. Oh, hang on to the. So I don't know the lungs. Filthy, dude. Get all the way in there. Choke that thing to death. And while that one arm's in there, yes, you may lose the arm <laughs> with your other hand. Claw out the eyes. Claw them out. out. Its claws wildly flailing. Claw, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be all the while gutting you. They're oh. just gonna be gutting you. That's. So disgusting. I just go, shuddered for real. If it didn't go for your gut, it went for your neck. So if it didn't <laughs> go for your neck and you can still <laughs> shove your arm down Where its gullet. planning on a worst case scenario? I don't know. Me and Tommy talk about this all the time. So are you assuming that both of you will die? I think that if I was with somebody else, <laughs> the plan would change. But if I'm by myself, if it's just me versus Cougar... That's what I'm doing, you're man. You're going all, you're going whole hog. You into gotta like, fight. I gotta put my whole yeah. arm deep into this cougar's mouth. If it is already set upon me, yeah. yeah if that's it's what like I'm doing. jumped upon you, yes. Yeah. But if you're like, if you see it, don't run towards it and plunge no, 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 your no. hand into its throat. <laughs> no, this is a worst case scenario type strategy. Yeah, I mean, I think that the thing there is to remember, like, if you're in a worst-case scenario where an animal is upon you, do whatever you have to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because worst-case scenario, you'll just die, and mm-hmm. best-case scenario, a gross thing will happen, but you'll not die. Mm-hmm. Yep, in my one uh, TV appearance in the wonderful History Channel special, My Primal favorite Fear. TV episode ever. Mm-hmm. There is an, an instance where... A couple is getting interviewed about a bear attack, and the woman says something about attacking the bear. As it was trying to eat her husband, she just hits it a bunch of times with a stick, and that worked. You can't just wallop it into leaving. But, I mean, it did work in her case. No, I have tried to Google and ask people, if you can bop a bear in the nose much like a shark to scare it away, the answer across the board is no. No, no, no. They won't respond to it. Early on in the pod, I suggested that bears are like ghosts, and I didn't mean to mislead anyone. I hope no one's dead because of this, but... I mean... You should really, truthfully, never pretend to be dead around a bear. No. I think the thing is, right, you make as much noise as possible. Be as big as you can. Try to scare it away. And if you can't, run. run, And if you can't, fucking fight. But, like, the fight part is, like... Here's the thing. You can't fight a bear. I'm gonna go out swinging, man. What are you gonna do? Like, like sock it in the snout? Yeah, there's a there's a chance I think that you can really actually scare it because it doesn't really give a shit. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's scared I believe too. that you could it's scare scared it too. But I think if it came down to like brawn on brawn, like you could not out muscle a bear. Absolutely Unless you not. Like trick it and you like rip its eyes out, or you shove your whole arm into its no, mouth. No, no, dude. Even then. A bear's throat and jaw are so strong that, like, it wouldn't care. It would bite your hand off before your muscle could contract. My, same thing might happen with a cougar, but if I can somehow choke it, because no. it can't <laughs> swallow my whole, my whole arm. <laughs> yes, it, it couldn't maybe swallow it, but it could definitely chomp it off. Yeah, but then it's got to swallow my No, arm. it could just be like, and just, like, regurgitate it on no, the lawn or whatever. Not if it's in deep. <laughs> Not if it's shoulder deep. <laughs> All right. You know what? We're not going to settle this until we test it out for real. I wish I could just get, like, an extra just life. Do you? And just, oh. no, I, I wish that I had, yeah, like, obviously. one free trial, me versus a cougar, <laughs> so I could see if my hypothesis worked. I got to say, no. No. All right. No. It's your opinion, man. Write into the creators of Westworld, see if they can write it in for just some your opinion, stupid man. robot next season. Honestly, that's... Uh, there's a brand new urban legend that we just created, which is that you can kill a cougar by choking it to death with your own arm. But then your disembodied arm becomes a cougar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway. Cougars aren't in, ja- in Japan. Okay. So they probably don't care about that, and that's yeah. me trying to talk again about this amazing urban legend. The Kuchisaka Ona. Kuchisaka Ona. 
So, guys, Slit, like I said, if you try to run away, she'll just appear right in front of you. I don't like that. And then if you say, no, you're not pretty, she'll be like, all right, and then turn around and walk away, secretly follow you to your house, be outside your window, and guys... Google image search this because you want to be surprised by her later. No. It's the worst thing I've seen in my life. You guys, she's the the physical embodiment of that thing where you think that you're looking at a JPEG trying to find a hidden thing, and then all of a sudden it's a GIF and a scary face flashes. And weirdly enough... it ruins JPEGs for you forever. In all of the images that I've seen, the slit isn't the scariest part. It's the stare. the, The eyes. Yeah, it's the eyes. You'll see. I think that there's a lot of probably movies about her, too. But according to, like, modern legend, Mm -hmm. it's not a fan. It's a surgical mask that she wears. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, it's the same thing. Am I pretty? They answer no. She'll kill. Ooh. In the modern version, she's also carrying around a pair of scissors. Okay. And she'll kill you with them right then if you say no. If you say yes. Uh Uh-huh. Pull away the mask, reveal her mouth as a slit, and ask, how about now? Um, if she, if you say no, she'll cut you in half. If you Wait, say yes, scissors. I guess so. She'll slit you ear to ear, and it's impossible to run away from her. Like I said, so in the seventies, when this, I guess this urban legend kind of reemerged for some reason, because it's been a thing for a long time. People were trading ways to like get away from her. Yeah, and you can confuse her by answering her. In, like, a strange way. Yeah. So by not giving her a yes or no. By saying, like, like, do you think I'm pretty? By saying that, or, like, I think you're average. Or, like, you look like someone I know. Okay. Just something that, like, makes her stop and be like, wait, what? And that apparently gives you enough time to run away. You're just supposed to run? Mm -hmm. What if you're not athletic? Or, well, I I don't think it takes that much. She'll find a new victim pretty soon, but, like... Yes, you can say, do you think I'm pretty? And then kind of flip it on her. Um, unsure of what to do, she'll, like, give a person enough time to, to escape. What if, can't she just appear back in front of you? Yes, but I don't think that it's personal for her. Oh, okay. For this urban legend, she just wants to, like, slit as many people's faces as possible. So if you get away, she'll be like, oh, on to the next. Yeah, okay. It's not really personal. Another escape route that I love, I love this is if she comes up to you, or if any woman does wearing a mask that says, am I pretty? You can say, oh, I, I'm sorry, I'm late for something. Or, I have a previous engagement. Or, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm meeting somebody. And this sense of propriety and politeness will let her let you go. Oh my god, I use this one all the time when I'm deflecting people trying to sign me up for something on the street. Me too, they could all be slit-faced women. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She'll, you know, pardon her manners and just excuse herself from you. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, madame. Please, yeah. continue. I didn't realize. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Also distracted by fruit and candies, of course, Same. as I am yeah. as well. Yeah, if you just throw them at her, like, uh, like, like the throne go, <laughs> she'll leave you alone. Wow. That's it. That's the urban legend. Yeah. That's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Guys, you gotta you, you gotta Google that one. You're gonna be so upset. It's really scary. There's a lot of um like pop culture references to her too. Are tons there? of movies, tons of oh yeah, she's in a lot of shit. I mean, I'm picturing like her and a Wendigo like walking next to each other and I'm like, yes. Mm. Because I feel like together they'd be like a dream team. Oh yeah. But yeah. Have I you ever mean, played Bloody Mary? Have I? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I did when I was younger, but ever, at least since I've been a teen, I've been far too afraid to play it. Have you? It's scary. I've never done it. I'm Don't completely do it. terrified. I mean, I've seen, I believe it's Paranormal Activity 3, which takes place in the 80s. And I think that my um, friend Johanna is in that. Oh, really? Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about The Grudge 3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any of The Grudge movies. I'm too afraid of them. But I love a Sarah Michelle Gellar. You gotta watch it. I know. I'm too afraid. Like, uh, The Ring even scares me a little too much to watch Mm. again. Like, and I've seen Ringu. I've seen A Tale of Two Sisters, which is Korean. Like, you know, there's something about 
like a Japanese ghost, a long-haired girl ghost, ghost, like yeah. somebody that crawls out of a drain and is wearing a nightgown. I will remind you, listener, that one time in high school, Steph and my roommate and friend Caroline conspired to spook me in the <gasps> attic of a house where <laughs> Steph was house sitting. Yeah, there was a separate detached <gasps> barn, mm-hmm. and Steph was like, "Hey, come up here." And I went up this ladder to, like, a a lofted barn, whatever, and Caroline was standing in the corner with her long, long black tendrils of hair covering her face like the girl from the ring. In a wicker rocking chair. Yeah. Which is the only thing in there. like, a broken, like, tube TV from the 50s. And I had fed Robin butter schnapps right before this. Yep. I was so. drunk and yep. chubby and terrified, <laughs> just like always, and it was so upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I loved like, that day. That was also the people, so scary. when I babysat and house sat for them, they'd be like, here's the numbers to reach us, here's the snacks. Oh, before we go, there's this one cat that lives here yep. with a peg leg and one eye. <laughs> You probably won't see him much, but if you do, just he's if here. You do, Bye. His name is old Have a good Jim. night. Bye. Yep. And then they left, and I was so afraid of seeing this phantom cat that before I went into any room mm-hmm. in this house, I would exclaim, Are there any cats in here? Any cats in here? Really loudly. Yep. And a lot of the time, I would see a black figure <laughs> scurry across <laughs> the ground out of the room. This was like a gorgeous mansion house. Yeah. But fucking scary. I would and just scream. Was a detached barn. And then he got to there with like your worst fear of a ghost, which is a ring ghost. Yeah. Waiting at the top of the ladder for you. That's why I can never stay in, in like I can't live in a house too big because I need to be within like shouting distance of every single room so I can be like get out of your ghost and my voice will carry to every inch of the house. I don't know if that'll really help as much as it will with a cat, but sure, I will say that um, I never want to be in a place with a detached barn that I have to crawl up a ladder to get to again. Can I just tell you that I I almost did this, but then I didn't because I know you'd be mad. Okay. I have a couple of pages of research on this topic. I know you don't. I don't like that. That falls under cryptid. Yeah, it's a cryptid, and uh, I'm not even going to tell you guys what I just showed her. She just showed me something that she knows that I hate and that we will cover at some point. Our friend Andrew taught us but about I it. But I would just like to say for the record that I hate this thing, and I hate <laughs> <laughs> any cryptid that's, like, just a drop human. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I don't like it. One of my one of my like uh, pet interests is cryptids. I fucking love a cryptid. Yeah, Wendigo is like a urban legend cryptid. It's almost a cryptid, like yeah. you know crossover style yeah. thing. But I love a cryptid so so good. And I do want to tell you, there's this one cryptid called Melonheads. Oh yeah, what is that? They're they're in Connecticut. I didn't know this. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. I'll tell really, me. really I've fast never, tell you I this. I have never heard about these. Melon heads. I'll tell you about them. They're just exactly what you'd imagine. Small people, giant heads. Oh, I wasn't even picturing small. Big I was eyes. just picturing regular people with really big heads. Yup. No, no. Melon heads. Oh, they're that's a whole cute. thing. Yeah, they're, I think, basically like, hang on now. All right. Legendary beings. Generally described as small humanoids with bulbous heads. <laughs> they mean, originated in the 70s. That could apply to, like, some people, though, They would hide in places know? to attack people. Like what? I don't know. They're in Fearful County, dude. Oh, I don't like that. New Haven, uh, Trumbull, Shelton, Stratford, Monroe, Easton, and Weston. Oh, that's too close it's for comfort. Directly next that's to where we close. both grew up. Um... <laughs> There's a bunch of different, like, variations of them, I guess. One of them was that a local asylum for the criminally insane was burned down in the fall of 1960, resulting in the death of a lot of the staff and some of the patients. It burned down? With 10 to 20 inmates unaccounted for. Ugh, that's awful. And supposedly surviving, escaping into the woods, and then, guess what? They're, they're melon heads. 
I mean... And they result... Asylums are blamed for quite a bit. Their descendants... sounds more alien-y. Their descendants apparently became melonheads because they resorted to cannibalism. (gasps) Probably because a Wendigo got them. Wait, 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 wait. How did they even have descendants if they were cannibals? They were just eating each other. But some of them are probably doing it. I don't like that. I don't like it one bit. Due to inbreeding, harsh winters... They developed hydrocephalus, which is, I oh, yeah, guess, a giant head disease. It is. It's when your head is very large, and microcephaly is when your head is very small. Yeah, makes sense. That's what happens um, when you have uh, Zika. If you're a baby born <gasps> Zika, you're microcephalic. Oh, my God. Because your skull is very small. Well, yeah, a lot of these people who, I guess, may, maybe just had this disorder was... They were just banished and made to live in the woods, so that might have been what That's happened. Sad. This might have just been, like, people that had that and then were banished and lived in the woods. Yeah, it's, like, not that uncommon. Really? I mean, that it happens to a lot of babies. You're they, either, you either have a little bit of a big head or a little bit of a small head. Well, the legend says that it's they prey upon people <laughs> that wander into their territory. But Aww. now I just think it's people that maybe were a little bit inbred who now have gigantic heads. Yeah. Oh, that I definitely could be it. I'm, scared. I'm sad about that. <laughs> I'm scared and sad about it. Oh, man. I mean, there's a place called Dracula Drive. Um, excuse me? Mm-hmm. Where at? A number of Connecticut-based legends of the, metal, of the melon heads. This is, I guess, where they have the characteristics often involve a secluded, rustic, or single lane. Dracula Drive. Where? Where? Dirt where? Road, running from the melon heads wooded area in forested territory. It's saying Sawmill City Road. Let's do a tour. A tour of the melon heads? Yeah. Honestly, if they're just like... If it's like that one episode of X-Files, which is my favorite, Home, Ugh, and it's don't. just like a crazy inbreeding family in the woods that are burying their children in the yard because they're all deformed and can't live, I'll never be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that probably what we're going to find when we drive down Dracula Drive is that the, the streets are literally lined with just like a gamut of melon heads on both sides of the car, just barely letting us pass. No. JK. Oh, but there might be one queen one at the end. Hope so. <laughs> melon heads is like a really, it's a funny term. It is, and it's hard for me not to say lemon head when I'm saying it. Me too, that's every like time. It's another say. fruit. Yeah, I'm like, oh, lemon heads. Lemon like head, melon candy. head, candies, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun, but <laughs> it's also Anyway, not fun. imagine a Wendigo, a slip mouth woman, a Wendigo and a melon head. a slip mouth woman. Yeah. And they have their nephew. A melonhead head child. Oh my god. So scary. A beautiful family that I will spend at least three hours of the day tomorrow photoshopping at work. Yeah. Oh my god. Please do. I will. Fuck. I can and I will. Guys, this has been great. Please uh, email us any local urban legends Please you have. do. I any would love to hear it. stories from your town that, like you think are too specific for us to enjoy, we'll enjoy them. Yeah. We'll partake tell with us, you. Tell, tell us, us about that weird, one, old, decrepit house in your town that has a legend. That's the spirit podcast at gmail.com. At spiritpod on Twitter. Yep. Please let us uh, know what you're thinking. Please do. We'd love we to hear from you. Love it. We, I guarantee you that we will read this. That you will, we will read it. We'll read it and we'll cherish it. We'll cherish it forever. You know what? If I'm dead because of this Phoenician mask, so be it. <laughs> so be it. If I die because my neighbor kills me, because he's been warning so me he's be gonna, it. so be it. At he's least been you all know. He's gunshot. Yep, with his gunshot. No, I mean, like, let's make a pack right now. Like, if either one of us dies, like, an untimely death, we have to announce it. Oh, yeah, of course. And also, please do give me that one grave that's like a banshee. Kind of oh, like a, leaning like over. Like a green banshee, mm-hmm. like Dementor sheet, like hovering over, I made of copper. Yeah. truly want that. Yeah, Me as well. Yeah. Same. I have a full, I'm not kidding you, I have a Pinterest inspiration board for when I die. I feel like that's fucked up. And I know it is, but it's my own, I mean, I am obsessed with dying. I will say, when I was literally approached to put my affairs in order, it's Ugh. different. Yeah, no. I <laughs> don't not fun want anymore. to die. No. <laughs> no, it's a it's a morbid fascination, and it's also because I'm Catholic. I like, did pick out what I was going to have on my gravestone. It was going to be a Slater-Kenny lyric. 
my whole life was like a picture of a sunny day. Oh my whole life. Yeah. Was like a picture of a we don't have the license to this. Yeah. But that was gonna be my gravestone song and probably actually still will because I haven't updated my will. Well, um, not for a fucking long ass time, <laughs> girl. Anyway. Thank you to Sleater Kenny for that. Thank you to Sleater Kenny. Thank you to all these urban legends. Model. Thank you to you for listening oh God, to this. Thank you guys so much. Have a great morning, midday, and evening. And um, I love don't you. Don't look outside. Don't look outside. Here's a tip. If fucking somebody asks you if they're pretty, you throw candy at them. like a spider in the night. Tell them you got a prior you engagement. Run away. Throw a fruit or a candy yeah, tell at them. Tell them you're late for something and just... Just run. Just Contact run. Mr. Brown for throw and go. <laughs> a throw and go, guys. For a mere $20, you can get a stack of $21 bills that you can throw anywhere in the air. <laughs> uh, if you ever encounter... You can a spooky scare. You can. If you ever encounter a cougar, shove your entire fist in his mouth. No, don't do that. Try I'm it. I'm begging you not to. Try it out. <laughs> Anyone, honestly, who does it, they're not going to be able to tell you about it. What can we say about a Wendigo? Don't go outside. If you hear the call of the Wendigo. If you hear the the call and thrall of a Wendigo, don't go outside. Don't get into the delicious taste of human flesh. Don't do it. I know it's beguiling, but don't. Love your lips. Keep your lips. Keep those lips on. Yep. Don't eat your loved ones. I love you you all. We'll regret it. We'll see you next time. We love you. And we'll see you in hell. We'll see you in hell. Goodbye. We love you. And I love you. And we'll see you soon. And I love you. Okay.